Welcome to Park City Church. You're listening to our weekly message, where we hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know and follow Jesus and welcome and serve others. Thank you for tuning in. I think I shared a a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of my favorite, I I don't know if you can call it a Christmas carol, it's a Christmas song, but is a song called Blood Oranges in the Snow by a, a, a duo uh, known as Over the Rhine, a husband and wife outfit, beautiful kind of folksy tune. And uh, again, I'm just tossing it out there, worth a listen. Uh, but there's another one that I really enjoy. I, I shared a couple of weeks ago how, you know, my kids would be listening to music on Alexa and I'll interrupt their tune from my phone with a Christmas song. I've done over, uh, I've done this Over the Rhine tune, but another one, I'll call it a Christmas carol. I, I don't know for lack of, uh, there's probably a better word, but is a little song called White Winter Hymnal. Uh, by a, an outfit known as Fleet Boxes. So again, another kind of folksy tune, um, uh, very wintry. Gives me the like winter kind of feels. Uh, but this one was a little bit different with my kids. They like pick, they picked it up and started singing it. So I think Pentatonics, right? The acapella groups kind of uh, has a version of this song that found its way into playlists. And the kids were like, they started singing it, and uh, you know, it was it struck me. There are loads of other examples of this. I was trying to connect it to Christmas. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks would be one, a couple. But, you know, it's, it's interesting to me when I hear the lyrics on the lips of like a nine-year-old, right? In this case, uh, I was following the pack all swallowed in their coats with scarves of red tied round their throats to keep their little heads from falling in the snow. And I turned around, and there you go. And, Michael, you would fall and turn the white snow red as strawberries in the summertime. Poetic, beautiful, right? Just this beautiful winter image of running. You guys are looking at me like, what? Uh, <laughs> It's artsy, right? Uh, let me tell you, listening to pop songs that have been sort of, uh, what's the word, with the veneer of chipmunk uh, on them, but those same lyrics coming from the lips of my nine-year-old, this is a confession here, it, it strikes me just as like uh, awkwardly. Uh, another example for us recently is, uh, I think I've referenced the Avett Brothers, and uh, we, we've been, again, the kids picked it up, this, uh, this song, the lyric is something like, um, yeah, you know, I, I got a perfect square for a circle of friends, and uh, it's the four of us against the rest of you, but really, I'm all alone, and I'd sell them out to save my own, and uh, I tell them that, but they don't buy the truth, and I, 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 like on the lips of my nine-year-old again, I'm like, ah, right, like, uh, I don't know, right? It occurs to me, it occurs to me that they are singing more than they know, right? They're, they're singing more than they know, and we could go a lot of directions with uh, the passage that Jeff uh, read for us this morning. We could go a lot of directions. There's a lot here. Uh, the example of this man, Simeon, as he holds the baby Jesus, receives him into his arms, like uh, his story alone would be enough to give us uh, much to talk about, or just the setting, right? So they're presenting Jesus in the temple. There's this ritual, religious sort of practice happening in this moment that's layered with depth and meaning, and we, we, could, we, could, we could go any number of directions there, but I want to call your attention, as we've done each week, to the song that is sung, that as he takes this baby into his arms, this, the song that he sings, and I want to suggest to you this morning, as I think has been the case along, but particularly this morning, when we sing the song of Simeon uh, now, I think we sing more than we know. I think in the same way that hearing those lyrics on the lips of my children uh, just is, uh, strikes me in a particular way, I think when we pick up the song of Simeon, uh, similarly, we sing more than we know. It's happened all along, but in this case, this song in particular, I feel like it cuts just a little, a little closer to the bone. So let me, by way, I suppose, of introduction, I think the first 
uh, observation I'll make. And, and we can put, uh, I think we, we can just put the, the, the song of Simeon uh, up here, uh, if you guys will help me out. Uh, if we could get the, sorry. Um, Aaron, can we get the passage up here? Sorry. Uh, just, uh, we'll go to the next slide here. We'll just leave this uh, up. A song that, that Simeon sings. I, I, I want to just make the first observation is I think as we've seen over and over again, the songs of this season, um, they, they clearly, uh, as we sing them, God's heart is revealed to us. Right? It's, it's an observation. I think it's been true all along and it's, 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 it strikes us on the surface, on the face of this song this morning, that as we sing the songs of this season, God's heart, God's heart is made uh, uh, evident to us. It's revealed to us. We see it clearly in Simeon this morning. We, we see it in verse 30, that God's heart is for salvation, right? Redemption is a theme we bumped into over and over again, that, that as, as this moment occurs, as God shows up in the form of uh, this baby, uh, in the person of Jesus, uh, that, that, that all of this is tied to the work of redemption, that his heart is inclined towards repairing what has been broken, towards moving, moving towards those who have been moving a, a, away, that his inclination, his heart revealed in this moment is redemption it's salvation I don't know but culturally I would imagine maybe many of us the baggage that we bring into this space into this conversation and how we think about God if we think about him in all and his uh, the heart of God oftentimes this is not perhaps the direction we go maybe cold or aloof maybe uh, uh, severe uh, but here as we sing the songs of this season what we hear is that God has a heart inclined towards salvation towards redeeming uh, those who are wandering uh, but uh, verse 31, he continues, we, we, as we sing the song and, and, and hear God's heart revealed to us, not only that he is inclined towards salvation, but that this inclination has come with forethought and, and care, right? Verse 31 tells us that this was prepared, that, that this is not some sort of accidental response uh, God sort of last minute throwing something together to respond to kind of the waywardness of, of our lives and the brokenness of this world. This, this moment comes with forethought and care as God has with intention been working redemption for the world that he created. Uh, and then again, as we move on in the passage, verse 32, this language of a light of revelation for the Gentiles and for the glory of his own people uh, Israel, that God's heart, uh, as we've seen already, uh, is inclined towards not just working redemption with careful forethought and plan, but, but working it uh, to a scope and a degree with which we often don't think about or perhaps at times find uncomfortable. That his light would be not only for his people, but for uh, the Gentiles, the nations here. That, that there would be a, a sense in which, as God's heart is revealed... Uh, to the world in the person of Jesus, uh, we find him sort of pushing the boundaries of where we think that light and love and salvation should go. And, and these are themes, I think, that uh, we have heard over and over again uh, throughout the songs of, of this season. Uh, you know, uh, by this point in Luke's story, we've sung three songs already. By this point, I think our hearts are primed for these themes, Right? Our hearts are primed for, for this movement that when God shows up and is active in the world, uh, we're prepared for this kind of revelation. This is what it will look like just by virtue of the songs we've already sung with Luke. Right? They, they primed our hearts to see in Jesus as best as we can that God is at work and that his work will, will upend our expectations. That God with us 
uh, will work in ways perhaps we don't expect. It will elevate what is lowly. It will, it will push the boundaries of where we think that love and salvation should uh, reach, of who should be included. It, it will, it will uh, reach outward to shepherds, as we saw last week, right, that, that uh, Luke's gospel has primed us for this uh, bit of uh, this feeling, this response to the songs of the season they reveal to us the heart of God. If I could, again, borrow the language of the hymn, these songs tune our hearts to, 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 to sing. They tune our hearts to the melody of God's grace and heart for the world, that his presence, again, with his people will be light. But uh, I want to suggest to you that Simeon's song this morning, uh, precisely at this point, I think strikes us a little uh, differently. I think as we sit with the songs, as we've heard them, here's what I want to suggest to you, man. Uh, this is a, uh, at this moment, we're kind of lulled into comfort, right? We're, we're lulled into the songs of the season, right? All the cozy feels of Christmas. We're talking Yule logs, candlelight, right? Um, twinkly lights, I don't know, uh, Christmas trees, the scents of the season, all these things. We're, we're kind of lulled into all the cozy feels of the season. And then at precisely this moment, things that resonate with us, but at precisely at this moment, Simeon's song um, and our response to it as it's presented here pricks us deeply and, and surprisingly. Because I, I think as we, as we consider Simeon's response, how he takes the song that he has sung and sort of helps us see into it in this follow-up conversation with Mary and Joseph, we discover that, that the songs of this season, yes, they reveal God's heart, but our hearts are revealed uh, as well. With the songs of this particular season, yes, they show us more of who God is and what he is like, all the ways in which we, we want to misconstrue or, or uh, our perception of who he is gets limited or all of those things that, that God with us wants to open uh, that up for us. And so we see uh, his heart is revealed to us. But at the same time, when his presence shows up with us, we discover that our hearts are revealed and exposed as well. Verse 33, right? And then, and then we'll move to the next section here. His father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel for a sign that is opposed. A sword will pierce through your own soul also so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. I, I maybe like musical adjacent, right? I know a little bit, not a lot, but it feels to me, if I were to use the language of song, this was like a shift from a major to a minor key, right? Like the, the, there's something in this sort of moment in the Christmas story that just feels discordant. Like it, 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 doesn't, uh, it doesn't sit well. It kind of sets us a little on edge. I'm, I want to be like, like Simeon. We're with you, right? We are with you. God's light to the nation, salvation, all these beautiful things. And then, and then he, he steps into this feeling that the song evokes. And, and I'm left with the question my kids were asking last week. I think, you know, is this the same song? Right? Is, is this the same song? We, we uh, in this moment, hear that the songs of the season not only show us what God is like, but they reveal our own hearts as well. I mean, we love peace on earth, goodwill. We love those things. Joy to the world. Oh, holy night, merciful God with us, lifting the lowly. I mean, these things give us the feels, right? Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. <laughs> uh, but falling and rising of many, a sword that will 
pierce your own soul, revealer of hearts. I want to be like Simeon, pump the brakes, buddy. <laughs> like, uh, whoa, 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 you had us. We were with you. But yet here it is, even as we sang already that our hearts are exposed. Uh, our hearts are exposed that in the midst of songs like a holy night, we sing of truths like oppression, mistreatment of others. Our hearts are exposed. We are revealed for the broken people that we are. Right here in the heart of this song for the Christmas season. Songs of the season that tell us God is with us. He has come to work peace. He has revealed a bit of who he is to us at the same time, revealing a bit of who we are as well. And if we're honest, I, I think if we're honest, we have to admit that as John puts it in his gospel, our hearts love darkness. We love the dark. Not the bits that scare us, but the bits that let us hide. And here Simeon says, when God comes, as he holds this baby, this would be a light, a light that works redemption and salvation, but by its very presence in the world will expose the brokenness and darkness of our hearts as well, that as it reveals the character of God to us, one who would not consider equality with God something to be latched onto, but would lay all that down to come and walk uh, with us, as it reveals the character of God to us, he also reveals the nature of our own hearts as well. I think Simeon, a lot of times we read a story like this and we want to, I want to hold Simeon up as an example. Be like him, right? And, and there's merit there. But I, in some sense, I think Simeon is included in the story in this way precisely as an exception to the rule, right? That he is sort of elevated and celebrated as one who is ready to, in revealing that the, <laughs> that is not typically the way it works for uh, humanity in this story, that our hearts are inclined to different direction. I, I've used this image before, but it, it has come back to me again, uh, and, and you can tell me privately if I need to let this image go after the service, but but it just feels again, like, like uh, we've been watching Lost in Space. Uh, there's a new sort of tell you, like, Danger Will Robinson, yeah? Uh, there's a new one on Netflix, really fun, and uh, you, know, you got the robots, but uh, they're depicted kind of like faces of light, right? Just kind of blue light. I'm not going to spoil too much here, but the villainous ones, if they exist, uh, are, have red faces, right? Well, I, I've mentioned before that oftentimes at night I'll read with a headlamp. It's dark and just trying to sleep, and I want to read a book. And uh, uh, so I'll read with a headlamp that has like a red light setting, right? And so just the other night, like, uh, she said something. I was like, I turned to look at her and talk to her. She's like, oh, you know, right? Like, uh, it's, uh, you know, the flashes of like uh, lost in space, like, you know? Uh, here's what I think. I think we, we, we read it. We sing songs about the lights of the good news of Jesus at Christmas. And it, we want to treat it like a headlamp, a light that we can just sort of direct at others and leave us safely in the shadows. But what Simeon says to us here is that the light of the gospel doesn't work like that. It's more like a candle. You just light it. You're not going to direct that light. It just illuminates whatever is around. And that means it illuminates the darkness of my heart as well. I was reminded this week uh, that this, um, this kind of song, right, that, that singing this kind of song, this kind of revelation, not just of who God is, but of, of who we are. 
it, it, it speaks of a different kind of peace on earth. Hopefully we've given attention. This piece is extensive and is meant to be material, that, that the gospel will work the principles of God's kingdom into creation, the way we treat others, uh, that we are deeply broken in our systems and in all kinds of ways in the world, that, that the Christmas story has something to say to those places, but it also has something to say to the hearts of individuals. And I was reminded this week that there is a kind of calm that comes with the revealing light of God's presence. That when my heart is exposed, the game is up. There's no more effort pretending or filtering or shading. There's all of that energy I expend to show and prove that I am enough. All, all of that effort to cover over places I want to leave in the shadows. All of that is just exposed. And while there could be any number of reactions to that feeling, Simeon's song this morning tells me that there is a kind of peace that is to be found there, a kind of calming rest because I can give up the game. A kind of peace that is given from the outside, that is gifted from the God of peace himself to you and to me. And this is a theme I hear in Simeon's song this morning, that yes, it shows us who God is, but it also draws our own hearts into the light of his revelation and all of their brokenness and darkness, which brings me once again back to the song of Simeon. If we could go back again to how he begins, the refrain at the start of this song, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. We, um, we have been trying in my family of twin daughters who are nine. We've been trying to do like a little Advent devotional as a family at, at dinner time. Unless you think we are all halos in the Shirley house. Uh, it has gone sideways terribly more than half the time. One example, we were, uh, we were trying to talk, you know, about deeply important things. And uh, somehow the thought of Jesus as a teenager came up and my kids were like, I can't, I just can't picture him as a teenager. And one of my children jumped up, pulled their shirt up to show her midriff and started like, I'm a teenager, like the teenager Jesus, right? Yeah. All sorts of problems with that depiction, right? I, I, my, my heart sort of skipped a few beats. I'm like, okay. All right. Everyone's head, heads bowed, eyes closed. We're praying like right, right now. Um, but, but uh, there was an, another moment. Uh, we, so we were praying at the end of this, you know, we're trying to read the story, the family tree of Jesus. And uh, again, you know, we, we get to the end and there's a prayer at the end. And so I think that night Jess was going to read it. And she, she starts to read it. And one, my kid's like, wait, 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 wait. There's something fishy. I'm like, what? She's like, uh, this is, what, what, is this your prayer? I'm like, no, we're just reading. She's like, it's a fishy prayer. A little one, right? We, we've been praying the prayers at the church. Like, they help us, right? This, this richness here, when we don't know what to pray at times, like, the Holy Spirit helps us, the church that we're a part of helps us. Like, this is a beautiful, try to explain to her the, the beauties of church history and, and why it matters. She's like, no, fishy prayer. Those aren't your, aren't your words. Well, I hate to break it to her and to you, but the song of Simeon is actually a, a quite a fishy prayer that for years and years in the history of the church has been picked up as a part of regular services in the church. A prayer that has been sung nightly. Uh, a moment in the, in the service called Compline where uh, as we are dismissed into the darkness of night, the words of Simeon are picked up. 
the church together prays, protect us, Lord, as we stay awake. Watch over us as we sleep, that awake we may keep watch with Christ, and asleep we may rest in his peace. And then the words of Simeon picked up to remind us again of the character of God. Let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of every people, a light to reveal to the nations the glory of your people, Israel. Glory to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. And then the conclusion, Lord, protect us, Lord, as we stay awake over us as we sleep, that awake we may keep watch with Christ, and asleep we may rest in his peace. It takes me back to Becca and Christie as we lit the candle and prayed together this morning those words from Lamentations, rooting us in the character of God. He is one whose steadfast love knows no limit, whose mercies are rich and new every morning and it's in the reminder of that character of who he is that my heart and all of its brokenness can finally find rest and peace can respond in a a moment of calm give up the game remember who he is it feels I mean these words right it it concluded with with the phrase it's good to quietly hope quietly hope for help from God. I mean, it feels like a description of Simeon as we see him in Luke's gospel, hoping, hoping for God's help. Maybe you're here this morning. The songs of the season, as they have been sung over the last few weeks here at Park City, have reminded you again of the character of God, maybe in ways you haven't considered in a long time, that he is bent towards redemption, towards making the world right. That, that this is not some accidental move on his part, but a plan that he has been at work redeeming people, you, neighbors, cities, communities. He has been at work redeeming, and that redemption reaches uh, beyond the, any limits we want to place on it, which is a, a messy place to live, but it's here that his redemption stretches and reaches farther than we are often comfortable. Maybe it has been good for you to remember his heart, but this morning, he invites you to consider yours. That as you sit with and rest in the revelation of his character, his presence with you, my prayer is that the merciful grace of God would meet you there. That you would give up the game, all the effort, and you would be led instead to rest in his peace. You guys stand with me. We're going to close with a a hymn of invitation as we sing together. Will you pray with me? God, we love you and thank you for your kindness to us. We thank you for Jesus, for a tangible, material, fleshy expression and reminder of your heart for us. And God, we confess that in the light of that revelation, we are often uncomfortably seen for who we are. God, my prayer is that in that moment of exposure, in that moment of revelation, we would be reminded of a God whose steadfast love and mercies are new every morning and that you would help my friends here, wherever we may be, in that effort and in that walk to rest in your peace. 
We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Park City Church Podcast. To learn more about our church and or to find ways to get involved in our community, visit us at parkcitykc.com or follow us on social media at Park City KC.